This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And I suck you up and I spit you out and I play with your papers till you scream Hello, 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 everyone. Lindsay Gibbs here. Welcome to this hot take edition of Burn It All Down. We just could not wait until uh, the next episode to talk about everything that happened at the WNBA draft last night on Wednesday night in New York City. Joining me are two people who are actually there in the middle of all the action. Natalie Weiner from SB Nation. Hi, Natalie. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yes, and Ari Chambers, the... Hostess with the mostest herself. She is the new uh, social media face of the social media, I believe, of the WNBA. I don't know. I'm just kind of making up her titles as I go along. And she also uh, does some writing with me at High Post Hoops. Uh, thanks for being here, Ari. Hey, hey girl. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> we can't get rid of you. All right, everyone. So the draft is in the books. I'm going to give a quick overview here. and We're going to just kind of dive right into it. Jackie Young from Notre Dame, went number one overall to the Las Vegas Aces. We had Asia Durr go to the New York Liberty at number two. Tara McCowan go to the Indiana Fever at number three. Katie Lou Samuelson went a little higher than I expected, going to the Chicago Sky at number four. Arike Agunbawale, Dallas Wings, number five. Nafija Collier, number six to the Minnesota Lynx. Kalani Brown to the Sparks. Alana Smith to the Mercury, Christina Nigue to the Connecticut Sun, Kiara Leslie to the Washington Mystics, Brianna Turner to the Dream, uh, Ezzy Magdebor from Australia to the Seattle Storm. And just to kind of round it out here, we had in the second round, Sophie Cunningham went to the Mercury, uh, Hanju from China went to the Liberty, Chloe Jackson went to the Sky, Jessica Shepard went to the Lynx, and finally, a little lower than I expected her to go, Megan Gustafson went to the Dallas Wings at number 17, which I believe might be the steal of the draft, but we'll talk about all of this. Um, let's just dive right back into it. Natalie, who was your biggest, what team did you think did the best job last night? That's a good question, and it's kind of a tough call. I feel like the Lynx really cleaned up, yes. you know? Like, I mean, they just had a lot of picks, so it's kind of hard to be mad. But Nafisa Collier, I think a steal at number six, yeah. frankly, just because she's an exceptional, exceptional player, as we've seen. You know, that UConn, uh, you know, pedigree, and also she's just great, you know? Um, Jessica Shepard, an incredible player, you know, like... So also, she could have been she could have been first round. Yeah. You know, she's just really, really, really good. And then they so they got Lexi Brown in the end after trading Natisha Heideman to Connecticut. 
And Lexi Brown's great, has already been in the pros for a year. Um, and then Sierra Dillard, who everybody loves. If you don't love Sierra Dillard, you don't have a soul, you know, yeah. because she's just like the most fun to watch. And like, I'm so happy she was drafted. And I think like going to the links, it just seems like a great class of young uh, talent. And, you know, I hope a lot of them can make the final roster. Um, but it just seems like a really cool cool class of 2019 to me. I totally agree. And I mean, of course, they have more roster spots available than we're used to, right? right? That Lindsay Whalen's obviously not coming back. Maya Moore is sitting the season off. It's not looking good for Rebecca Brunson to come back this year, friends. She's still dealing with concussion issues and isn't going to be ready for the start of training camp. And she's been dealing with them all off season. And look, as much as I want to see Rebecca Brunson back in action, I want her to take care of herself first and foremost. Um, so, you know, I think we're going to we're going to be able to see. I mean, there, there, there are roster spots for the taking for these young players in Minnesota. And that's not something that's typical. Uh, Ari, who stands yeah. out to you? Um, I was going to say the links as well. And I think that because we don't know the future of Rebecca Brunson, we need somebody who can rebound, who's, you know, versatile. And I think Nafisa Collier and Jessica Shepard can both feel that. And um, it's just the overall refreshing feel to the links that everybody was kind of worried about. And then I love the movement with Lexi because I think the links have like her pace of game. So she seems to be really happy and in, it's, it's a new youthful links that we haven't seen in a while. So I think that they definitely won the draft last they, night. Right. They had gotten old. We talked about that a lot last year. Yeah. Like, and she immediately fixed old. that. Look at like now it's like completely reversed. Now it's like they have this new fresh feel and she has a platform to build. And I think that's going to be great for the links in the future. Ooh, Cheryl Reed might know what she's doing after all, uh, <laughs> which is uh, crazy. What did you think, Ari? I'm curious to see what you thought about the New York Liberties draft, because uh, I know you you know that team really well. Yeah, okay, so the Liberty needs um, some refreshing as a whole. <laughs> I actually want to see more more uh, movement before, you know, the season starts, but because um, there are a few players on there that, that could go. Um, Asia Durr is going to be a great addition. We need someone who can score, and Asia, we've seen throughout her whole career, can create her own shot and, you know, give give that spark of energy to the Liberty. Um, Hanzu kind of confuses me because, <laughs> frankly, because the Liberty's playing China. I know that that's like a trivial way to be confused, but like, who is she going to play for? Because she does have to work with her national team this summer, but she did stress that she wanted to play for the Liberty like so, at some point in the summer. But it's going to be very confusing there. But like, <laughs> as, far as, the, <laughs> as far as the elements, like, I want to see what Katie Smith does with the final roster before I make any judgment with that. But, you know, a few players can go. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to press it like Epiphany Prince hasn't been the most consistent um, in the past few years. Um, I love Shavante, but, you know, I, I could see her better suited maybe somewhere else. Um, it's just going to be in Kia Stokes. I want her healthy. Like we, we just need some movement yeah. that needs to happen for the Liberty um, in order for them to be uh you know, leaving the East like they, they have previously. But they had to be thrilled that the Aces took Jackie Young because they yeah. didn't need another guard who wasn't a score first guard, right? Like, they yeah, needed someone who is... And, and obviously, Jackie Young can score. We know that. But mm-hmm. she's... That's not, like, her main thing that she's known for, whereas Asia Durr will... She'll get the points scored, and the Liberty needs someone other than Tina Charles who can make a basket on a consistent basis. I mean, yeah, Asia can. Asia is crafty, and she can create <laughs> her own shot, and I think that's going to be really good for the Liberty because offensively, I mean, good God, you can't have the <laughs> offense completely running through Tina 
all your life. I mean, as far as strategies go, it's not the worst one I've ever heard, but it's limited. <laughs> it's just like, it's yeah. limited. And that's no offense to Tina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie, did anyone else stand out to you? I'm particularly gonna um, maybe put some th- a thought into your head of the Dallas Wings seem to get two players who like for steals, like Arike at number five and then uh, Gustafson at uh, number 17. Yeah. I mean, as far as like other teams that maybe didn't have as many picks as the Lynx did, but really made the most of their picks, I think definitely the Wings and also the Sparks. Like I really like the players that they took. I mean, like Arike for me, I know there were some questions just about like her consistency or maybe her ability to fit in with kind of a professional program just because she's so like the center of attention all the time and you know well she'll hit when she's hitting and then when she's not she's not you know she's like a zero to a hundred kind of player um but like you can't buy that kind of publicity you know so like from a holistic level bringing Enrique into your team as like one of the most dynamic players to watch in recent like women's college basketball history and also just the name recognition I think it's like a win-win on that front and I really really hope that she is able to succeed at a high level you know in the pros and also with Megan Gustafson it's like people are skeptical of her ability to fit in the WNBA and I understand that because she's undersized for the position she was playing in college but like she was scoring 70%. You know, like, that's, like, insane. And to me, what that says is not necessarily just that she, like, was working in a system that was kind of de- designed around her, but also just that she works really hard, period, you know? And that I I can't imagine that work ethic will disappear when she goes to the league, and she's going to find a way to make it work, I think. And the Sparks, Kalani, I adore. Marina, I adore both as personalities and as players. You know, they're just great. So I think... I really hope they fit in well with the Sparks. Yeah. And the Mercury, like, let's just take a minute to look at, I felt like the fact that Sophie Cunningham and Diana Taurasi are going to be teammates. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to be so fun for us, not for the I, I, people playing them. <laughs> I was talking to Sophie and she was like, I embrace my, um, my bag girl image and I can't wait to learn from DT and I was like oh god oh god yeah. <laughs> oh god she literally was telling the scrum she was like yeah I don't care like I think both Diana and I like get flat for attitudes and I'm just following in her footsteps and I was like all right she's gonna breed a little, a little villain again it's I'm crazy. just I so like excited like apparently they were saying on the ESPN broadcast that uh I think it was Kara Lawson who was saying that at a USA training camp, Diana was there and actually like told Kara, she was like, I like this one. She's feisty. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. So I do think, and then what, didn't they get, end up getting Brianna Turner from the dream? Um, yeah, 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 they the did. They did. So, Alana Smith, Brianna Turner, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, Sophie, yeah. which is a great class too. I mean, those are three first round caliber picks, right? Like right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like definitely. I know some of them fell to the late in the second, but like that's that that's hard to beat. And for a team that was already uh, so good, and I'm really excited yeah. that they, you know, I think Brianna Turner will be good for them. They need they need more people in there to help with rebounding. Um, because we're not sure about the injury situation. I know that they have, um, I'm now completely blanking on her name. Ari, help me out. <laughs> Sancho yeah, Little. thank you. Okay, I was just talking about her last night. Uh, <laughs> like, I know that they re-signed Sancho, but uh, that was a bad injury. And I don't know if you're really fully ready to play 10 months after that. And, and she's not the youngest, so. 
There's Which that. is one way to put it, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she might actually be one of the oldest, so yeah. Yep. Yeah, 14 years deep, yeah, so, so there's that. <laughs> what was the biggest surprise for you, Natalie? Was there any player who either went to a team or fell really far or went higher than you were expecting? I mean, I think the consensus surprise was Katie Lewitt, number yeah. four. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, she seemed pretty surprised by that herself, yeah. you know? Um and it's, like, not that Katie Lou isn't great. Obviously, she's great. I mean, come on. Like, you know, we, we knew she would go in the first round, I think. But, like, it just, to me, the fact that she was drafted over Nafisa was pretty shocking. I mean, just if you look at their performances relative, you know, over the past season, like, Nafisa has outperformed Katie Lou basically in every regard, you know. So I was a little confused by that. I agree. I I didn't see that one coming, and especially not to the Chicago Sky, who really, uh, they've got some depth in the guard position. (laughs) Right, right. When I think of what the Chicago Sky need, a shooting guard is not at the top of the list. Uh, I really thought they could have, you know, used some size in the post to help, uh, you know, Steph Dolson a little bit, and... Uh, and, you know, I know Cheyenne Parker had a great season last year, so she is there. But I still really felt that that was the weakest part of their team and was really surprised they didn't get kind of, a you know, someone who could be in that four position, um, especially since this draft was kind of stocked full of those players. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it was. I mean, and the fact that then they also went and got Chloe Jackson, who, of course, had an amazing tournament, but it was like <laughs> was not even really on the WNBA radar, I don't think, as far as I know. And, you know, again, she's a shooter, you know, and a guard and not a person who's going to help them in the paint as much. Um, so, yeah, it was a little bit perplexing. Maybe they're gathering trade bait. I have no idea. <laughs> I tweeted, of course, that like the Chicago sky is now 100 percent guards. And of course, there were <laughs> some nice people on Twitter who pointed out that that was not true, which, you know, was I was thankful for that because I had actually thought <laughs> that, you know, that was, <laughs> that was a very literal statement I was making. And so thank, thankfully right. I was fact-checked on that. But it does seem, I, anyways, I'm, I would say of all the teams that I'm like, I don't know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> Chicago for me is up there. Although, I mean, they've got a lot of really fun pieces and we'll just kind of have to see what they do with it. Ari, any big surprises for you? I had a pleasant surprise because I was aware of her talent and how much she carries her team on her back, but the Mystics yes. and Kira Leslie and I am all for Coach T uh, bringing in people who nobody expects and making them stars. We saw it happen with Ariel Atkins last year. And um, Kira could be a fun piece. She can be a fun piece. And she, she's worked on her range now. So she has a, she, she has a growing uh, range capability. Uh, it's not quite there where it needs to be with a three-point shot. But like her efficiency like within 15 feet is pretty good. And she's a good rebounder. So she's a- especially with TRP leaving, I think that this would be a good – a good fit. I agree. I, I just wrote, I think my piece for The Athletic just went up, kind of analyzing that night. I was with the Mystics on draft night, um, so got to talk to both Kiara over the phone from Kickback Jacks, where she was celebrating with her family, uh-huh. which I realized that not everyone knows what Kickback Jacks is, which makes me really sad. Apparently, <laughs> like, it's just like a North Carolina thing. And I was trying to explain it to everyone in D.C. last night. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's like a Buffalo 
wild wings, but southern and even cornier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. I love so the fact that the that's same. like where she was celebrating her draft really mm-hmm. made, me, made me very happy. And yeah, I think, you know, you look at the Mystics, they're really deep in a lot of areas because, which is uh-huh. what you would expect. They made the finals last year, right? This isn't going to be a roster that's very needy. They only had two draft picks this year, the 10th and the 34th overall, because they traded their second round pick um, in that Ariel Powers, uh, Taylor Hill trade last year. And they don't regret that, I would say. They're really excited with Ariel Powers and what, you know, what they hope she can bring to the team this year. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Coach said that he... You know, I asked him specifically, was this in order to make up for the loss of defensive, you know, prowess of TRP? And he said no. He said, obviously, we want someone good on defense. And he said she's one of the most um, pro-defensive ready, like, guards he's he's ever scouted, which I thought was a really strong statement. But he said it was her scoring ability, too. He said that they felt that yeah. where they got really exposed in that finals last year was having players that um, that the other team could cheat, right? That the other team didn't feel like they mm-hmm. have, had to guard. And ultimately, he wanted someone who could be, you know, a weapon offensively as well. And we know that TRP had gotten better in that regard. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think a team, you know, she'll be much better on a team like the Sparks, who really just needs her defense, um, as opposed to, uh, you know, Kiara Leslie, who can can create her own shot and was. I was surprised. Like, she averaged. Yeah, everybody shot. She she averaged making two threes a year, uh, two threes a game last season. So it's not Mm -hmm. like she was shooting about 38% from three and hopefully she can keep getting better and look uh coach t every year he drafts tall athletic guards <laughs> like that is uh-huh. exactly <laughs> what he drafts i mean if you go back uh Kalea copper in the first round she's on the sky now uh, she was traded for deladon you have natasha cloud of course um uh-huh. shatori walker kimbrough is still around uh, ariel atkins <laughs> so it's still it, you know it it, it was funny it, it was a surprise but then when you looked at it you're like this is actually the exact mold it's exactly what you need. And then it's funny because he was calling her games um, during the postseason. And I was like, you know what? He gets to see her, it's like you know, like a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that he, that that opportunity happened for her because um, she does go under the radar a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, she seemed great. I mean, I wasn't super familiar with her prior to the tournament, but like watching her play in the, you know, in the postseason. I mean, she she's awesome and she definitely fits like WNBA caliber player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about being there? Was there anything that, what were the moments that kind of really stuck out to you? I'll start with you, Natalie. Um, I feel like it more or less proceeded as it did the prior year. I felt like they had a little bit more of a press presence, just sort of relative. It seems to me like it's been increasing year over year, which is obviously a good sign. Um, the Christy Hedgepeth, I believe is her name, the operations chief of operations was the one who was announcing the draft picks. So that was what it was since we obviously still don't have a president. (laughs) Um, And yeah, the one thing that I was kind of like, they were really going all out with the new rebranding, which, you know, honestly, I am mostly like, sure, this is good. I don't really understand the rollout, but the concept is, is cool. Um, But part of it was they had this like little gift making station, I guess, but it was like, a desk setup and it had this name tag that said boss lady on uh-huh. it and then a 
they had to like hold up a cup that said, I am the boss, like a mug. And so I was just really confused about what that was or why it existed because I'm like, the whole thing <laughs> in basketball is so that you don't have a desk job. I feel like, right, so yeah. why are we making or women pretend like do cosplay as like you know middle management. I don't really understand what this means, um, but that was part of their thing. And then they had this wall where everybody wrote down their hopes and dreams and stuff. You know, which is cute. I was I was mostly confused about the desk thing. I was like, I don't even want to sit at a desk, and I'm a writer. You know, why are we making them sit at a desk? That's really funny. Yeah, I had no idea uh really about that till I saw your tweets and you know I guess there are some things marketing wise I will never fully understand and and I've just kind of uh accepted that uh what about you Ari tell us about the orange carpet and just being there as a host I I know this was like a big night for you too so so tell us a little bit about Mm -hmm. it and what players kind of stuck out to you so I started in hair and makeup and I had hair and makeup with Megan and um Tierra oh. and Megan was just so pleasant. I never really like I had one interview with her um, during NCAA, but I never talked to this girl a day in my life. And she's just so warm, Aww. and and I and I loved her. And then my highlight of the night um, because we we were on a different floor for the majority of the time, but Tierra couldn't breathe in the bathroom. She was literally like having a little mini panic attack, and I'm pretty sure she don't want me saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, <laughs> and Asia was like, "You need to meditate," and I was like, "Well." guys like just breathe and so we ended up doing a prayer circle <laughs> on the fourth floor bathroom oh and like God. it was like a little pop around prayer and it was the cutest thing that i had ever seen in my life Aww. like it was so cute and um, she was just so overcome with nerves was she nervous she was so nervous wow. she was like so nervous and they're like they're like tear it's not like you have to worry about winning a championship like you're, you're going somewhere and she was just so nervous but like having that sense of community within that class was just so beautiful it was like seven of them um, and we were just all in the bathroom holding hands and it was so cute. Um, then when we rolled an elevator down, that was like a fun little mini party for 30 seconds. Um, but I really loved when, uh, the players got to see their idols in the middle of their highlights. So after they interviewed with Holly, they walked around the back and they, they showed the players, um, they told the players that their highlights would be seen on TV or, and in the middle of it, it broke to like somebody special to them. And, uh, we got Larry Bird for, uh, Katie Lou and Candace Parker for Christina Nigue. And uh, the the best moment for me was when Tierra, her brothers did it and she started crying. Like, like she just started uncontrollably crying. And it was it was it was adorable. And uh, Kalani and her her uh, she her idol is Sylvia Fowles and she was like completely stuck. She was just she was overwhelmed. So it was it was a beautiful thing. Um, and a little comedy when Holly was interviewing Asia and Asia was like I don't have the words. And Holly was like, you have to. It's an interview. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was hysterical. Holly doesn't have time. No. Holly was like, I don't know what you mean, but we're talking Girl, you're TV, going so you to New York music. City. You got to find some words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, also, can we talk about Tierra McCowan's picture with her hat? Oh, like, smizing. I seen a better picture of any athlete ever maybe i'm like okay work. like i literally she was like i'm gonna give it to you real Ava, and stared into the camera i was uh, i was in it. watching it with so ava good. wallace because we were together you know in the mystics uh room and ava and i were just like drooling over tiara's entire look like it was just so belt, like, all right yeah it was just incredible and you know what okay so let's briefly talk like the fever i guess didn't have many draft picks i'm not sure why um, 
Uh, I don't think they had a second rounder, but I, I like, I mean, they really needed a center. So I like Tierra going, going there. What, what do we think about the fever? Um, I like the, I honestly think that Paris key has a chance of making the roster. She's yeah. a great scorer, And, and I, I, I just think that she can create too. Like she's like a, a less consistent Asia Durr to me. Um, and I think that the, the fever can really benefit from that. Yeah. I mean, I had just heard about Victoria Vivian's injury, right. which is like devastating, obviously. But if she had not been injured, it would have been a very cute like Mississippi State reunion over there. But and it yeah, still will yeah. be, you know. I know that uh, Vivian's was 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 Instagramming about it. It was really cute. Um, how excited she is to be with Tiara. So um, yeah, she'll be around this summer, I'm sure. Um, although not on the court where we want to see her. Um, other other. Uh, I guess teams that we haven't talked about. Seattle Storm kind of got a steal with Andrea Howard at the twenty four position. I mean, I am so happy. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel? Tell us how you feel, Natalie. <laughs> I, I feel like I love Andrea Howard, and I really hope she makes the roster. I mean, like one, like I, I do think personality is important. Like it doesn't really matter on the court, but like she's just dope, and like I would like mm-hmm. to see a person like her in the W. And like also, she's an incredible player, and I think kind of underrated because she's just she's super gritty. Like the thing I was talking about with people like the whole tournament is that like the way she looks and the way she plays are directly at odds. <laughs> like you will not find like a scrappier player than Anriel Howard, but she's got like a hundred percent glam at all times, you know, but she's elbowing people under the basket and fighting for every rebound and she can make shots. So like, I love her and I'm so happy. I really hope she makes the roster. I do too. And like what better like post players to learn under than like that yeah. squad in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that could be, could be really fun. I know, like, they're the Australian that they drafted. I don't know if she's going to be playing this year. Do we know anything about Ezzy? Anything about um, So she was their first-round pick. I think she's younger, like most international players are. And so I think we'll, we'll see with her, but she could be one that they kind of stash away for a year or so, too, you know, which would give Henriel more of a chance to make it to that roster. God, I forgot that the Dallas Wings even took uh, Kennedy Burke. I just really like their draft. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I saw UCLA destroy Maryland. Or not destroy. It was a very close game. <laughs> but uh, that entire UCLA team really uh, surprised me. Just trying to make sure we cover everyone for at least one second. Uh, what do we think about Jackie Young with the Aces? I mean, I think it was sort of just like, surprising for everybody a little and even though she was you know projected to be taking number one as soon as she declared it was just sort of like okay this is like out of nowhere and I think maybe that's just partially a consequence of the draft like abutting the tournament so quickly right. it's like we don't really have time to process these things but um I mean she's extraordinary you know and she's joining obviously a great roster of young talent so yeah I'm going to segue this because I think that he didn't draft a post player because I think Liz is going to Vegas. Really? Okay. I, I, I disagree. I think she's going to L.A. I think that L.A. drafted Kalani Brown to be a trade piece. Um, oh, okay. That could be a thing. Yeah. But I was, I was, but Derek Fisher said in his, um, in his presser that he didn't draft uh, Kalani at number seven for her not to 
be a starter kind of thing. Well, I don't know if you can so say anything that, other than that at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, where is she starting? Like, are you moving NECA to the three? Like, what are, or Candace to the three? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's very You true. know what I mean? Like, that's what are we true. doing here? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, they're, they, they have the two kind of most... Anyways, I, I I felt like the consensus was even Tebow said he didn't say Kalani mm-hmm. by name, but when we when we talked with him right after the tenth pick, he said, I said, you know, were there any surprises? And he said, well, there was one who wasn't like a surprise talent wise, but fit wise, it felt like uh, it was a trade piece. <laughs> and I've heard mm-hmm. from multiple pl- people, and maybe this has changed, but that the only place Liz will play will suit up is L.A. Um, wow, it is the Sparks? Mm-hmm. So. Um, I guess it's been a month or so since I've heard that. Um, I, you know, Vegas definitely was in the conversation, but I think that uh, if you are, um, you know, uh, anyways, I think this could have set up well both for LA and for Dallas, the way that Dallas drafted um, as well, and the way that LA did. But we'll have to see. I don't know. I don't know. Any 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 predictions there on the Liz Cambage front? I just, I, something's telling me she's just not going to go to LA. I don't know. I don't know. I just think, no, because like, honestly, like you were saying, what, what movement is going to happen in order for her to be able to be there? And that's, and, and then the salary cap as well. It's, it's just like a lot that I'm just like, mm, I don't know. But again, I'm not a GM. So <laughs> I just hope she plays. Like, if she doesn't, it's going to be so depressing, you know, because like a WNBA with no Liz Cambage is just not a thing I want to think about. But I don't really have predictions. And it's weird because, I mean, I was at her agent also reps Nafisa Collier. Mm-hmm. And I <clears throat> went to like Nafisa's like party thing, which whatever I won't like talk about it on the record because I don't want to like blow up Nafisa's spot but it was like very cute and talked to her agent there there was no real indication of anything but Liz is in LA currently yes. and she's about to DJ at Coachella which is like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and I wish I could be there but obviously I don't live in LA and I'm not going to Coachella because I'm not that fancy but um yeah, I was like, well, that's iconic. Apparently, she has a helicopter <laughs> taking her from L.A. to Stella, and she's just going to land and DJ. And, yeah, so she's living she, her best she's life. Such she's, she's, she's such an icon. She's such an icon. She's so cool. <laughs> she's so cool. Oh, my God. She's and like I, I agree. Like, I don't know. You know, I, I wrote a piece last year for The Ringer, and, and, you know, the headline, I think, was, you know, the WNBA needs Liz, Cam- Liz Cambage, but Liz Cambage might not need the WNBA. I, of course, didn't do the headlines. You know, it's not what writers do. But, you know, I, I think I, I felt that way, like, seeing her last year in the WNBA and just seeing what good. And I don't know that right now I think the WNBA actually needs her. I think it could certainly benefit from her I think it's going to be a great season with or without her I just want her there like you know I just it's just it's just more fun if she's there but goodness this entire draft like there are just there's so many exciting players coming into the league it's getting stronger every year there needs to be an expansion because it's so ridiculous that some of these players aren't even going to see a second of playing time um but I I can't wait. I think we're we're a few weeks away from training camp, and uh, I know I'm excited. Thank you both so much for joining me. Thank, Thank you, you for having, having me. me. All right, we'll have to do this again as the season approaches. Definitely. Peace, home. <laughs>